Welcome to week two of our summer sessions. Today, I'm delighted to welcome back our good friend, Mark Pomery. Mark gives leadership to Elevate Church in Perth, Western Australia, a thriving contemporary church that is helping ordinary Australians connect with God. In this, the second of our summer series, Mark encourages us to see that our spiritual growth depends on our actions, not our intentions. As we head into 2022, let's all practice habits that can help us become the person Jesus intends for us to be. Well, hey there, Gateway Church. Great to be with you again as we launch into 2022, a brand new year, new opportunities, and uh, undoubtedly for many of you, new goals. Maybe you're thinking about or you've already set some long-term goals. Uh, Maybe you've even been brave enough to set some big goals, uh, which is great, fine. Problem is, uh, if 2021 and probably 2020 has have taught us anything, it's that uh, setting long-term goals can be, let's just say, complicated. Um, and then the thing about big goals, which again, there's a place for them, but for many of us or in many circumstances, big goals can be daunting and, and overwhelming and, and, and many of us kind of get a bit paralyzed before we even start to make some progress. So the reality with progress is that some progress is monumental. You know, it's it's spectacular. It's the thing that makes the news. It's the the headline lead story uh, of the the day. It's like, wow, this thing just happened seemingly overnight. Um, it, it It gets the attention, monumental change. But the reality is that most change and most progress is actually incremental. And it doesn't sound as glamorous, but actually it can even be more, I guess, compelling because incremental change is less daunting. Incremental change seems doable. Incremental change seems within our reach. I mean, it's gonna require work, it's gonna require application, but it, it, it seems possible. So what I wanna, talk with you today about is simply habits. Now, I get it. Doesn't sound glamorous. I'm supposed to be talking about, I'm going to talk about habits. I want you to hang with me. Uh, the reality is you, you and I, we actually going into a new year, we already have habits. We've got habits with how we deal with our finances. We've got habits with how we deal with our friends and our family and our spouse and our kids. Uh, We already have habits with how we approach our health. We already have habits with how we uh, follow Jesus and and grow in our relationship with God. We we already have habits. So I'm not going to talk with you today about whether you have habits, it's a, the question I'm asking is today is, are the habits you already have causing you to become the person God wants you to be? And are the habits you already have leading you to achieve the sort of things that God has put in front of you? The sort of results, the best, the better, the God type results. Because I, 
I have never met anybody that's stepping into a new year, making declarations and resolutions like, this year, I want to accumulate $10,000 in credit card debt. Uh, this year, I want to like destroy my marriage. Uh, this year, I want to self-sabotage my health. Uh, this, this is the year I'm finally going to drift away from following Jesus. Obviously, those are not the sorts of goals that we set for ourselves. In fact, we set the opposite sort of goals. You know, if you're going into 2022 with some credit card debt, you may be declaring and setting the goal of this is the year I'm going to eliminate my credit card debt. If your marriage has been struggling, you might be saying this is the year I'm, I'm, we are going to turn our marital situation around. If you've been struggling with health issues, you might be saying, this is the year I'm going to turn my health around. This, this is the year I'm going to get closer to Jesus than I've ever been before, which are fantastic intentions and other things like that are fantastic intentions. But let me say this, and I want you to hold on to your two pays, everybody. It's our actions, not our intentions, that will determine our outcomes. Uh, hey, maybe we can wish it wasn't so, but it's, it is so. That it's our actions, not our intentions, that determine our outcome. And that's why habits are so important because habits are our actions that move us closer towards our intentions. In fact, the big idea around habits is that successful people do consistently what unsuccessful people do occasionally. Daily, weekly, monthly, what are your habits going to be this year? And are they going to take you in the direction of your intentions? Are they going to get you closer to achieving your outcome goals? Now, I want to, I want to encourage you, those of you who, you know, maybe you already know this, but your dark past is that you've struggled with maintaining good, positive, healthy habits you're not alone. You're not the first and you're not alone. In fact, it's happened to the best of them. L let me show you something. If you've got your Bible or your Bible app, how about you pop that open to Romans chapter 7. Now, this is a letter that was written by Paul. Paul was kind of like an Elon Musk uh, entrepreneur of the early church. He would launch churches in various parts of the world. Uh, this was a church uh, that popped up in Rome organically. Paul didn't actually launch this church, but he did feel the leadership responsibility to write them a letter of instruction. And, and it is, it, it's actually um, big brain Bible people actually refer to this letter, Paul's letter to the church in Rome, as the greatest book in the entire Bible. How's that for a big call? Uh, so I want to drop us into a slice of that letter. Chapter 7, let's jump into verse 19. And this is Paul, big wig of the early church, heavyweight champion. Uh, and he writes this, full disclosure stuff. 
I decide to do good, you know, intentions, but I don't really do it. Habits. I decide not to do bad. Intentions. But then I do it anyway. Habits. My decisions, intentions, such as they are, don't result in actions. Something has gone wrong deep within me and gets the better of me every time. And maybe some of you are reading that with me and you're like, preach it, Paul. I'm with you, pal. I feel it. I get you. I've been there. That's me. And it it, it probably is. In fact, I think it's actually true for all of us in different spheres and to different levels. But today, rather than tell you what habits you should adopt, because I kind of can't tell you that because I don't know what your outcome goals for 2022 are. And in fact, you're a pretty smart bunch of roosters over there. Uh, So I'm confident you're going to be able to figure out what your habits should be relating to achieving your outcome goals. What I'm going to do today, and I'm not going to take long to, to fly over this, but I want to fly over a few reasons why habits typically don't stick. You know, the gym is full in January and empty in February. I mean, that kind of thing. Uh, the kale is sold out in January. The ice cream sold out in February. You know what I'm saying. So look, here's a few reasons why habits don't stick. Number one is lack of understanding that, that, that habits and, and achieving our goals require both, both outcome goals and process goals. You know, your outcome goal could be eliminating credit card debt this year. Fantastic. What a brilliant outcome goal. Next question, what's the process? What are your process goals? What are you going to be doing daily, weekly, every pay period, every time you're tempted to jump onto amazon.com.au, every time you, you walk uh, you know, past the shopping mall? What sort of habits, what sort of process goals are you going to develop and commit to and execute? Because it's only if you develop process goals and execute them that you'll achieve your outcome goals. But these two things work hand in hand. Because on those days that you don't feel like achieving your process goals, uh, uh, then you need to remember your outcome goal. Why did you start this in the first place? What is it? What's the big, big, big goal that you're trying to achieve? And what do I need to do today, even if it's going to be a little bit painful, inconvenient, not glamorous, in order to achieve my outcome goals and understand that both of those matter. And you might need some help. You know, following Jesus is a team sport. And so if you've got some financial goals, seek out somebody. It could be a professional, like a financial planner, an investment coach, uh, or, or, or even at a minimum, somebody in your sphere that you trust who has a very, very, very good handle on how to manage finances and have them ride along with you as you go through this journey. Whatever the goal is, you know, find somebody to ride along with you. Maybe you're looking to improve your marriage this year. Well, listen, engage the services of a counsellor. That's not like a sign of weakness. In fact, it's a sign of strength. It's you saying, this is so important to me that I'm willing to do the heavy lifting 
to improve my marriage. Maybe it's health. You've got a health goal this year. Well, again, you don't have to do that on your own. There are resources, there are people, there are experts that you can jump in and have them ride along with you as you have the outcome goal and then commit to and develop and execute the process goals. Here's the second one. By the way, I think this is the most uh, obvious one, and it's impatience. See, we've experienced a pretty dramatic cultural shift over the last 50 years. Uh, I don't blame it on this, but it kind of coincided with the invention of the microwave. You know, all of a sudden, our expectations were readjusted. Our expectations changed, you know, Uh, more recently, uh, TV and video streaming. Our expectations changed. We didn't have to wait till Monday, 7.30 p.m. to watch our favorite show. No, we we can do, we can even go so far as to do what Netflix call binge racing. You know what binge racing is? Binge racing, and Netflix, Netflix track this, is when they drop a new series, let's say it's midnight Monday, Netflix actually track how many people on the planet finish that entire series literally in the time it takes to watch it. In other words, nonstop, a marathon without a break. They call it binge racing. And we can. And we've got high-speed internet, which I think has been added to Maslow's hierarchy of needs, uh, food, water, shelter, and high-speed internet. And without all four of them, we will die as a species. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but it's changed our expectations. And unfortunately, this kind of uh, what's been referred to as uh, expectation of instant gratification can weave its way through our outcome goals and our process goals, our habits. Oh, (coughs) this is taking too long. You know, like your life is suffering from buffering. But look, because I love you, I need to tell you this. Some things just take time. Some progress happens in small and sometimes almost imperceptible increments over time. But over time, it's over time. It's over time. This is part of the secret sauce. It's over time that your habits start to produce and move us closer and you closer towards your outcome goals. You know, let's say you are the person that's walking into 2022 with some credit card debt. Let's say it's 10 grand. Um, And you're like, okay, I want to eliminate that by the end of the year. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to pay an extra $100 off my credit card every pay period. And week one, extra $100. Week two, extra $100. Week three, extra $100. Week four, extra $100. Now you're a month in and you get your credit card statement. And last month it was $10,000. This month it's $9,950. And you're like, what the? It's hardly even shifted. I mean, I've paid $400 in and I've only moved the needle 50 bucks. What in the world is going on here? And you get so frustrated and so disappointed that you jump on Amazon and you give yourself a little bit of retail therapy. 
and you walk into the next day with $11,000 of credit card debt. But if you hadn't done that, and maybe even you've discovered that $100 every pay period could become $150 if you squeezed the juice a little more, Month two, that balance will be more. Month three, that balance will have come down more. Month four, and so on and so forth. And you start to experience what's referred to as the snowball effect. Maybe you've got some health goals and, you know, you step on the scales and the needle has barely even moved backwards. And you're like, what is the point? I've been setting my alarm earlier. I've been heading out the door. I've been going to the gym. I've been... Uh, intentionally uh, watching and, 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 and choosing what I eat and nothing seems to be working. So instead of tomorrow, instead of hitting the gym, you hit the ice cream store. And it's like, yeah, but you, it's only been a week. And this is, the, this is, the, this is why habits are so vital because Whilst, and it cuts both ways. Whilst bad habits don't typically destroy our lives in one day, fact is, nor do good habits typically turn things around in just one day. The truth is that bad, the, 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 the downstream erosion in our lives of bad habits actually compounds over time. It's, it's day one of a bad habit, followed by day two, followed by week one, followed by week two, followed by month one. The, the bad habits, the, the, the decay, the destruction, the sabotage happens over time. Well, the same is true with good habits, that, that the compound effect happens over time and you will only experience the benefits of good habits over time. And this is why it's so important to call out impatience. And here's the final one. And I kind of think this one gets nearly no airplay. And yet it's really also super critical to understand. And I simply call it who impacts do. And it's the idea that who you see yourself as will have a very direct impact and bearing on what you do on a day-to-day basis. You know, if your narrative, if your self-talk is like, I've, I've never been a disciplined person, so I'm obviously, therefore, I'm never going to be able to commit to, and, and you kind of cropped yourself out of the outcome goal before you even start. Well, I've never been good with money. You know, my parents were terrible with money. They didn't teach me anything about money. And so this credit card debt, I'm just going to have to live with it. Again, it's, it's, the, it's the narrative in your head. It's going to actually likely impact on what you do. Well, you know, I've, just, I'm, I've got an addictive personality. So how in the world can you expect me to break free from this? But this is another thing that cuts both ways, is if we can change the narrative, then then our who impacts do will actually help turn things around and, and impact our habits. If we can change the narrative to, you know what, I've never really been a very disciplined person, 
But this year, what I am going to do is I'm going to start with something that I think I can pull off for this month. And I'm going to prove to myself and show and demonstrate to myself that I can develop discipline. You may never have been good with finances, but instead of just saying that's going to always be who you are, I am going this year, I am going like change the narrative. I am going to become somebody who is better at managing finances. See, our identity shapes our actions. So Marco's pro tip here is don't just set some what goals. You know, what do I want to achieve this year? Also set some who goals. Who do I want to become this year? And the good news is, you know, Paul's just kind of lamented, oh, I don't do what I should do and I do do what I shouldn't do. And oh my gosh, you know, what's the point? I'm hopeless. Uh, He didn't end the letter there. In fact, he pointed to the, the, the reality that God wants us to achieve these sorts of outcome goals even more than we do. And this is what he wrote to encourage the church in Rome. You know, it happens so regularly that it's predictable. Okay, Paul, we get it, all right? The moment I decide to do good, sin is there to trip me up. I mean, I truly delight in God's commands, but it's pretty obvious that not all of me joins in that delight. I mean, <laughs> parts of me covertly rebel. And just when I least expect it, they take charge. (laughs) Yeah. (sighs) I've tried everything and nothing helps. I mean, like, what is... This is so depressing. I'm at the end of my rope. Is there no one who can do anything for me? Wasn't that the real question? The answer... Oh, hello. The answer, thank God, is that Jesus Christ can and does. He acted to set things right in this life of contradictions where I want to serve God with all my heart and mind, but I'm pulled by the influence of sin and do something totally different. In other words, you and I have access to a superpower. And my strongest encouragement to you this year, as you commit to some outcome goals and some process goals and develop and execute the sorts of habits that are going to lead you in that direction, don't do it alone. Let God strengthen you, fuel you, direct you, encourage you. And I'm hoping and confident that if we do that, that at the end of 2022, with the inevitable turbulence that it'll come uh, up, uh, that we will end 2022 better than when we started.